Hello, my friends, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. First of all, let me apologise to you that I was not here last week. It has been a trying week, for I have been COVID positive for the last seven days or so. After a couple of tough days, I now feel goodish again, so I've decided to try at least to put the story out there for you to listen to. I hope that you are all okay. I am well on the mend, but please forgive my voice, for it is not what it normally is. I hope that you are all safe, and I thank you for joining me here once more at the Time Between Times. Now is the time where you can leave your cares and your worries behind. I am, of course, socially distanced, so you don't have to worry about me. I can put a mask on if you like, but I think that we are all safe here. So let's forget about all our cares, our worries, our strife, and relax, sit back, and for just a few moments, lose ourselves in the time between times. The time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun is gone and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. So thin that for just a few moments you can reach into the realm of fairies. And for a few moments they can reach into our realm. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see fairies. Now is the time that people see ghosts. But now is the time that we all gather together around the fireplace where the embers are dying but our imaginations come alive. Now is the time between times. Breathe in. Look around. See all the faces gathered around here and know that you are amongst friends. Know that whatever ails you in the real world cannot harm you at the time between times. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves, you can hear the growl of bears, but here you are safe. As I tell you one of the creepiest tales I know, a tale that will send a shiver down your spine, but bring happiness to your heart, for this, as we look outside, we can smell the air starting to change. Autumn is coming upon us, the winter will soon be here. And the time of stories grows ever stronger. So tonight, I am going to tell you the tale of the Brennin Lloyd. The Brennin Lloyd. One of the darkest, creepiest people in the whole of Welsh folklore. But where does his tale come from? It starts long ago when the world was young, with a princess of North Wales called Ellen. She was one of the fairest maids you will ever known. She loved to hunt, she loved to ride, she loved to make merry with her friends. But she was the princess, the daughter of the Queen of North Wales, and he wished her to marry. She had no choice in the matter, and she was due to marry a prince from South Wales. But the night before the wedding, she decided to go hunting and riding one last time as a free woman. She rode through the forests, through the fields, down by the river. She would have rode all night, but at the time between times, the nine 
Only because are neither night nor day, but the sun is gone, and the sky is grey. Something happened that changed Ellen's life forever. A horse slipped suddenly on a stone, and she was thrown from the horse, landing on the ground and banging her head on a rock. She tried to rise, but then slumped back into unconsciousness. And for a few hours she lay there as the night grew dark, until at last she managed to roll over. Far away she could hear hounds baying, and knew that her father had sent hounds out to look for her. But here she was, lying alone. She tried to rise, but felt dizzy. But then she looked around, and there, at the edge of the forest, she could see a dark shape looking at her. Help me! Help me, she called. The figure stepped out of the forest, and she could see that it was a knight in armour. But his armour was a strange green hue, and covered in moss. He stepped forward and lifted her up, and she looked into his eyes, eyes as old as the mountains, and said, Who are you? My name is Wertgold, said the figure. As he spoke, it seemed like the centuries seemed to roll by. It was almost like he spoke in a language long lost, but she understood every word. I will take you back to your father. Come with me now. Out of the forest, he whistled and a horse came, again green and covered in moss. He rode back to the father of Ellen, back to the castle, and there he stopped his horse outside and said to her, I know your fate will be decided tomorrow, but I am here for you, and I will help you just once again. Into his pocket he reached and pulled out a ring, placed it into Ellen's hand. Take this ring, and if you ever need my help again, just look at it closely and say, Wert gold, wert gold, Dewch ama wert gold, Come here, wert gold, and I will come once again to aid you. And with that he was gone. Ellen watched as his horse disappeared into the distance, a tear in her eye for she felt only that she had known him for a few moments, but there was a connection between them. She felt that this was someone perhaps she could love, someone who lived out in the forest, someone who did good deeds, someone who rescued those in need. She walked sadly up the stairs to her bedroom and lay down and started to cry. For tomorrow she would be wed. Tomorrow her life would change. And although it would unite North Wales and South Wales, her heart would be split in two. The moon shone outside her bedroom window. And she decided that now was the time to call for him again. She pulled the ring out, placed it next to her bed, and said slowly but steadily under her breath, Wert gold, wert gold, dewch ama wert gold, come to me wert gold, 
the night remained silent, but she lay down on her bed. Her head touched a pillow, and slowly she drifted off to sleep. But then suddenly there was a scrabbling outside her window, and the wooden shutters burst open, and in jumped Wertgold. He vaulted over the bed and stood over, over Ellen and said to her, How can I help you, my lady? For you have called me once more. She sat up. Wertgold, take me away from all this. Wertgold, take me away from here. Take me away where I will not have to marry tomorrow. I will do just that. But know this. I will aid you as best I can. But as soon as we leave this tower, the bells will ring, the trumpets will sound, and your father will send his troops out to find us. Take this knife. Hide it, but use it if you feel threatened. I will do what I can to get you to the forest. They ran down the stone stairs that went round the twisting tower, reached the bottom. There in the great hall, all the guests were gathered for the wedding, but all slept in front of the fireplace. They tiptoed through over the rugs, over the sleeping bodies of those who would make merry on the morrow. Across the courtyard they ran, over the drawbridge, and there outside was Wurtgold's horse. Quick, we must not ride now, but let us make our way down to the river as quickly as we can. They made their way down the path, but then suddenly... The bells in the church tower started to ring. Suddenly the trumpets on the rampart started to sound, and suddenly the night was filled with life. As all the soldiers of Ellen's father started to chase her down to the river. Go, take my horse. There, down by the river, get on him, and he will take you to the forest. There, in the darkest glade, you will find my place where I live. It is not fancy, but we will be happy there. I will cause the soldiers to ride the other way. And with that, Ellen mounted on the green horse, rode down to the river, but stopped there suddenly and looked around. She saw Wurtgold shuffle off towards the forest, and just as he had said, most of the soldiers had streamed over the drawbridge of the castle, started to follow him. But suddenly, she felt a hand grab her foot. Suddenly, she twisted around and saw a figure trying to pull her from a horse. Remembering what Wurtgold had said, she pulled the dagger from her bag and brought it out and thrust it into the neck of the person who had grabbed her, who suddenly fell to the ground. Still, she felt something terrible had happened. A cloud passed over the moon and she stepped off her horse to the ground, and only then realised that lying there on the ground before her was her father, stabbed in the neck. She reached down and tried to pick him up. He opened his eyes and tried to speak, but choking on his own blood, he faded away in front of her as Ellen cried and buried her eyes. Suddenly another figure approached, shuffling forward, and she saw that it was Wertgold. Look what I have done, she said. I know what you have done. 
I knew that what you would do would happen, and I brought it upon you. With that the knight bent over, twisted and shook, and suddenly out of his head two horns like the horns of a goat emerged into the night. His face changed to a grotesque, ugly mask, and the moss grew upon his back, his armour burst, and she looked upon something truly hideous. What are you? she said. I am a Brynin Lloyd, said Wurtgold. I am cursed to wander the wild places of Wales. I am cursed to always bring misfortune. I am cursed to carry this burden with me forevermore. Now the North and the South will never be united and you will forever be unhappy, for you have looked upon the Brennan Lloyd. And with that, he was gone. It is said that Ellen never smiled again. It is said that Ellen never knew happiness. There was no wedding, and the kingdoms of North and South Wales were at war for many years after that. But she never saw the Brennan Lloyd, or Wurtgold as he was known, ever again. But know this, that many are the walker, the hiker. Many are the people who walk the wild places of Wales, who out of the corner of their eye see an ape-like figure sitting in the forest. This is a Brennan Lloyd. He is seen many times, especially at the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. To look upon the Brennan Lloyd brings upon a curse. So beware when you wander the wild woods of Wales. Beware that he does not bestow his gift upon you and pass on his curse of misfortune as he did to the princess of North Wales many, many years ago. And that, my friends, on this night, as the chill grows, that, my friends, on this night, as the dark starts to fall and we gather at the time between times, is the strange tale of the Brennan Lloyd. Diolch and Vaur and Grando, thank you ever so much for listening. I apologise for my voice and for any slip-ups that I may have done tonight, for I am not a 100%, but I am feeling better. And thank you so much for all of you who contacted me in the last week when I did not produce an episode of Time Between Times. I am well, I am fine, but all of you please stay safe. This has not gone away. Remain distant, wear your masks, wash your hands, and take care of your loved ones. For these are dangerous times, but together we can gather at the time between times and listen to tales traditionally told and find a piece of happiness here at the fireplace. My name is Owen Staten. 
You can find me on Twitter where I am Owen S. Griffiths. Or you can find me by emailing me at owenstaten at aol.com for any suggestions of tales to come, for any tales that you wish to hear, or just to tell me how much you're enjoying or not this podcast. Please leave a review, as many kind souls have, for that really helps us. And please leave a rating, if you can, and subscribe if you wish to, so you will never miss a tale as it is told by myself. Take care, everyone, and I will see you next week for another tale at the time between times. Dioch am Vaur am Grandor. Thank you ever so much for listening. And no star. Dioch am Vaur.